Welcome to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by some amazing individuals for some candid conversations about the moments in life that shape us. This is Andy. Whether it's navigating relationships, sharing personal triumphs, or dissecting the latest news, we're here to explore it all. Get ready for genuine, thought-provoking discussions. Hey, it's Stephanie. We believe every story deserves a spotlight, and we're not holding anything back. So grab your favorite drink, settle in, and join us as we peel back the layers of real-life experiences, one conversation at a time. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina. Let's dive into authentic, unfiltered stories that make life interesting. I'm excited about what we have in store for you today, so let's go ahead and kick things off and get started. Welcome back to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic i'm your host greg and i'm with stephanie andy and dina and they're all here today we are trying to figure out how to say hi we're so excited and hi how to and say bye, bye. <laughs> this is <laughs> we are entering our what episode is this our fifth six six i think really yep yeah because we've look done, at us we're starting to lose track isn't that something and uh we've we do we do two or three a night and uh, everybody's getting slap happy. We are. Hard it's to control them. a little them. late. My bedtime is like eight. <laughs> My bedtime was like a long time ago. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't mind staying up and talking. I'm a night owl. Andy, are you night owl or early bird? Uh, ooh, I'm early okay. bird. Yeah, I, I can go to bed late and get up early. You don't need I'm a lot of sleep? He doesn't no. need an alarm to get up. <laughs> he just wakes up naturally at like 5 45 in the morning he goes out you. and nudges the rooster yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wake everybody else up i i like to stay up late when i unless i'm absolutely too tired i like to stay up late because that's like serene time relaxed Quiet. time yeah you know just vegetate yeah and i think as the older you get the less sleep you need that's true oh yeah i can i mean now i'm more of a go to bed early and get up early but yeah that's I, good i could easily get two three hours of sleep and i'm ready to go and but, for how, but for how long all day oh uh, he I mean, doesn't nap. i mean like yeah I, how day, long days can you do days that days before days you crash days. Mm, i can go for a while <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's just his normal life where you know we can have opposites attract i guess where i don't love to get up in the morning i could set an alarm and it'll go off hit 10 times, snooze 10 times. <laughs> I can't help it. But like he's a light sleeper. I'm a really deep sleeper. And so where he wakes up just naturally at 545 in the morning, I'm like hitting snooze 20 times and I don't even realize it. Like I'm still asleep. If I set an alarm. As my alarm's going off. I, I most generally wake up before the alarm goes off. Mm. Just a few minutes How? before the alarm goes off. Yeah, it is How weird. do you do I, it? I, I don't know. It's like in my internal clock. Yeah, I can. My I must alarm not reset have one of those. for 545 <laughs> and it's 544 and I'm up. Yeah. Like, I've, I've trained my body. <laughs> you could have had one more minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, and me, I would be like, I'm going to roll back over and get one more minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. That's when you hit this news and do about seven yeah. more minutes. But well, we are talking with Andy about anxieties and, uh, he has been dealing with this, uh, or I should say past tense, dealt with it um, for about 30 years in his own life and uh, sharing with us some instances and some, some, some scenarios that he has faced uh, along with his wife, Stephanie. And uh, coming into this marriage, uh, she did not necessarily know 
um, if any or some, the full extent, and uh, through marriage learned quite a bit more, dealt with uh, some different things, and uh, really was a supporter as a wife was and uh, should be. And uh, though uh, Andy has uh, been suffering uh, with this for uh, quite some time, is able to really overcome it. As I mentioned, um, we 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 all go to the same church. I'm a pastor, and so we can't leave the Lord out of our episodes. And uh, as I mentioned, Paul told the church in Philippi, um, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. And that word careful that he uses means anxious or worry or be afraid. And uh, I mentioned that being afraid or having anxieties or having a worry is a natural, natural gift from God. It's emotional. Uh, God's given us all these different emotions to help us um, deal with life. But with everything, there's a balance. And so anxieties and worries, there needs to be a balance. When it's out of a balance, then we find that it overcomes and really goes beyond what is intended. And so we want to talk with Andy a little bit and Stephanie as they're going to pick up a little bit. And uh, the episode may not be as long today, uh, but I think they want to just kind of give um, just a good ending on uh, maybe how. And really, I know they have much more to share in the stories to come and uh, his anxieties and really the the um, finality of his, his anxieties are due to one of the greatest events in their life, and they'll share that with you. But, Andy, if you don't mind, and, and Stephanie, just kind of chime in when you want to. Um, we talked about medication, and, Andy, you have dealt with uh, through alcohol, uh, any other means that you could try to soothe the thoughts. Yeah, I, I really did, and it took a, instead of, manifesting or believing all these things were going to happen it actually took a real life event for me to change mm -hmm. um and just if i could help somebody who's listening <laughs> or someone in this room i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, like try almost beat you to that point of like almost don't let had, it get to that yeah before you get to rock bottom yeah like um I had to face that, and I guess really I've come out conquering my um, anxiety, I feel like. Um, and I know that may sound ridiculous to some, but at the end I have some steps that really helped me that I truly believe will help someone. And uh, But um, – if I can, you want me to share those now? Yeah, you want yeah. To, sure. Okay. Yeah, just share with us, you know, what, are they in order as far as, you mm. know, importance mm. or impact, or they just mm. randomly wrote down? No, um, I would, I guess you can, I think it took each step in different ways, but like. And really quickly, can yeah, I interject okay. as like from a wife standpoint and from, I guess maybe just to give a sense of severity on it maybe for some other people that are dealing with really severe anxieties or maybe a wife who is getting at the point I guess that I was mm -hmm. of like 
I or I think that we both were like we have to take drastic measures at this point in time because we can't continue to live with that anxiety in our lives and think that things are going to be okay. So there's just no way we couldn't mask it anymore. We mm-hmm. couldn't. And this is 10 years into your marriage. Yeah. Yes. And dealing with dealing with at different heights and so on and so forth. But yeah, I would say um, really where I came into play with our situation was um, faith was the most important mm. because um, I've, I've been saved for a few years, but I also, a lot of people will fit into my category, I believe, where, yeah, you got saved and you have salvation and you're like, oh, I'm fine. And honestly, that only lasts, for in my case, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, before, because um, I didn't know how to really evolve and... Um, and so, you still hang, you know, you still hung on to a lot of that anxiety, even after salvation. I did, um, like you weren't fully giving that my full to attention. God and like letting him, yeah, yeah. And um, so, in this circumstance, as important faith was, I almost put it on the back burner, mm-hmm. and um, to finally feel like I had my salvation, and this is. I believe another helpful thing was facing your fears. I had to face my fears of, it sounds crazy maybe to some, but of losing my wife, mm-hmm. losing my kids. And I know it may sound shocking to some, but that was reality. That wasn't something that I was making up in my head. Mm-hmm. It was true real life. Um, and, it was very hard because no one wants to face your fears. So let me and, ask, let me ask yeah. you this real quick. Do you think that if if this mountain event that took place in your life, um, that you will you would still be in the same situation you were in? Yes. Yeah. There was there was going to be no cure. Mm-hmm. There was going to be no realistic help. It was, and that's what I think is important to, if someone can just listen and what I'm saying and what Stephanie said or what you guys have said, like to not let it get there. Um, Kind of like how I said earlier, when Steph was trying to encourage me and she did all the right things, she really honestly did it's very easy to be stuck in that moment and not think of what she's doing and you're just stuck to yourself. But honestly, if you can find just, just try to find just a couple seconds of a glimpse of light, if you want to say, Mm -hmm. and just look at that spouse or look at that family member or friend, whoever's, whoever you're talking to in this moment and just soak in, which I wish I would have done a long time ago, but I wasn't played. I, I refused to play those cards. I wanted a tougher card, mm-hmm. <laughs> a tougher hand to try to beat. And um, so it was, if you could just take that moment to listen to that person who's trying to help and 
will go so far. And face your fears before it gets to the point of rock, rock bottom. bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we reference that a lot, if yeah. you can't tell. Okay, so, uh, so but, but, but when, okay, you're talking about facing your fear. What if you're a single person? Um, I would say hopefully a family member, a friend, or I, I know it sounds like I'm going down like the suicide route, but I also went through a suicide thought because I was stuck and now we, it's not funny, but we call it the grippy sock vacation. (laughs) So, but, um, and honestly, if you end up there like I did, um, I played the first few days. You're there for 72 hours. I, I was probably there like 80 because I came, I, I showed up to my vacation um, in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> so uh, later in the evening. Um, and I'm just playing it out for other people who may go through this. And I understand how those first few days or a couple days, I should say, like, you want to play the victim. You want to play, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. I swear I'm fine. And you had a lot of people that you were there with that you said they were like that. And they were people who had been there multiple times over. Yes. And they would just come in and say, "I'm everything's fine. I don't even know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, you didn't do that in no. the end. Um, no. I, yeah. I, at the beginning, I think back to it. I, in my own way, even though I was listening to what they're saying, I refused help. I was thinking, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? And on the second night, I stayed up, and I just thought, like, I wrote down, why am I here? And it's easy to say why I'm here for the situation I put myself into, Mm -hmm. but let's go deeper. And I was able to write down, like, where it started, and I wrote down on another sheet, a whole sheet of what is it 27 lines on a paper <laughs> i used 27 plus another <laughs> and i wrote down like i am going to have to overcome a lot i am at the very bottom of mount everest and i have no other choice but to climb mount everest and so on wednesday the third day i should say i made it a point to listen to every word I had to and find the right people to listen to my side of the story because it to me again like if it will help you just explain your whole story and don't leave anything out because I feel like if you leave something out it's still going to haunt you and that's what it did to me and on that third day I decided I'm going to find whoever I can (laughs) even if it's the wrong person and I'm just going to let my story out. And um, through that, I was able to help myself, even though I knew I'd burned bridges and I was going to have a long recovery and building up those relationships again, including with my wife, Stephanie, um, which I know we'll get into later, or another episode, I should say. I was able to finally see in our darkest moments the good in Stephanie. I was able to um, realize like what I had to face and 
instead of being scared, instead of not knowing what to do, I wanted to face my fears. And so um, really that led to the third thing I want to say is having a tough conversation. Um, don't be afraid to have those tough conversations to overcome whatever's bringing you anxiety. So or, is that with Stephanie? Are you talking about having those tough I, conversations with Stephanie because of the, how and, anxiety impacted your marriage? Yes. And I think anybody in this situation, like if you if you are a single person and you're going through anxiety, like I would say what person has your anxiety most impacted? And mm-hmm. maybe there's been a couple people, but as hard as it is because in the last year you know I've also had to admit like things that I did wrong and you know people that I had hurt in this situation um, as well once our marriage got to a certain point but I think being able to have hard conversations with maybe people that mean the most to you so Mm -hmm. if you're a single person and you know, the one person that you have created this distant relationship with now is maybe a parent or your best friend because they wanted to be there to help you and you continuously push them away because you couldn't, you didn't want to face your anxiety. It became a comfort to you to be scared of your surroundings and create fear in situations or mask who you were with alcohol and you didn't want to... You didn't want to show people that vulnerable side of you. Mm-hmm. So I think no matter who it is, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a friend um, or whatever, it's facing those people mm-hmm. yeah. um, and having those tough conversations with those people and really listening. I think one of the big things, it was very hard in the beginning and it's become a lot easier now the more we do it because it's become just kind of regular practice for us. But, um, you know, one thing that partially led to the grippy sock vacation in the, in the beginning was really having a hard conversation and me finally, after years, coming out to Andy and saying, you know, you've been heavily impacted by anxiety your entire life, but I need you for the first time ever, probably, to hear how your anxiety has impacted me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he just took it on the chin, honestly. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't easy for him to hear, but it was also, I think we would both agree at this point in time, and I hope, um, it didn't come from a place of, hatred for me it came from a place of like I have wanted for so long for you to be like this person that I need you to be and the person that I know that you can be and the person that I've tried to support you to be I need you to realize that and I need you to see that and see that you can overcome all of these things so that we can make our relationship better and if I don't bring up these things if I don't have the hard conversations and if you don't have that hard conversation back and say things that no one wants to hear or really absorb the the hard things that you're hearing like people may say you know you hurt me beyond you know what you could even fathom um and there's a lot of times where Andy was just like I I get it Mm -hmm. and I hear that and I want to fix it 
and I want to fix things and I want our marriage to be better and and all of that so I think being able to like he said kind of face your fears and have those hard conversations is a big part of it and everybody has different fears I mean every individual that has anxieties or deals with anxieties has it has a different level of fear or different subject of fear uh, in their own personal life that they have to face Mm -hmm. Um, again um, I'm not a psychiatrist I'm not a doctor and never claimed to be um, but through what I've read that anxiety is a mental disorder um, that when as I mentioned when that emotion of fear and anxiety or worry is out of balance and when our mind becomes the catalyst to expand it in such a way where it is why are you so worried about this why are you worried about something that's not even not even here it's not present it's not going to happen and yet your mind is telling you that it is and so to find out what these fears are some is a fear of being around a crowd right some are, are are i mean there's just different levels there's different situations and to really face that in a progressive way and i'm not saying anybody that has anxieties of being around a crowd that we're going to drop you in the middle of some stadium yeah, with 50,000 people. Definitely yeah. healthy ways right. to deal with it. And I know everything I'm saying and these steps, I guess you can call them that I'm going that I'm saying like I know that's not meant for everybody. Correct. I know that's not going to help everybody. But like my I mean the podcast the life's a story. Right. Um, right. right. I feel like with that, and I just want to and just encourage or help if I can, even just that one person, or even to maybe understand Steph and I better or mm-hmm. understand me better. Right. Um, which it hasn't been easy, but to explain that kind of like to have right. this conversation. And if, and if you have questions, I mean, if you're listening to and if you have questions, and maybe dealing with anxiety or you know somebody that's dealing with anxiety, you're not quite sure how to handle it or if you're handling it correctly, um, maybe you have a couple questions that you'd like to ask them because really what they've shared with you these last three episodes um, is is only one page in this volume of their life. And uh, they could probably share with you some other things that uh, on a personal level. Yeah, and to really kind of... I guess I'll give a recap, but the last one is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. For me, again, I know that won't work for everybody, and I know some will have the reason of, like, there's no healing that relationship to. It could be a sibling, a friend, a or parent. your spouse. Yeah. But I think with forgiveness, I kind of broke it down to, and maybe one of these, there's four, <laughs> But, like, I feel like maybe one of these can help somebody. But um, for me, for forgiveness was I had to acknowledge the hurt. Um, I can't do anything about it. And I let it define me for so long that um, once I honestly faced it in the mirror and was able to, like, acknowledge it, 
I was able to understand it. Like, I know people can't, going childhood, I know some just can't help who they are or what they do. And I know there was probably um, regret. And as angry as it make me, like, I had to understand, like, that was what they knew. That comes from their origin, their origin story. Right, right. And even though I could feel like I was betrayed, I was, um, why was I dealt these cards? I played the victim. With me acknowledging it, I understood, like, it doesn't have to define the rest of my life. And... um Another one was like, kind of deals with like later on episodes, we'll get into this, but like you have to give up your right to punish because I carried around a lot of hatred Um, through this summer. I had a lot of resentment because I was possibly a victim in some ways, but I have also caused other people to be victims without ever even acknowledging it or caring that that all I cared about was myself and if you give up like the right to punish that to me like it means like you can't don't you can't have revenge you can't go back 30 years and be like you know what I'm gonna do this to you or um, I'm gonna say these things and those you feel have hurt you yes throughout your life yes and that includes who you, if you want to name a spouse, a friend, a family member. You going back just, to those people who threw up in class in third grade? <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you if you don't know that story, uh, I don't know episode, episode one, four yeah. or five, something like that. Part yeah, um, yeah part, part, one, part one, one of this living with anxiety. Way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to miss that story. <laughs> it must have been a a bad flu season. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, and then I know we talked about faith and this one won't make sense to some. And that's because I feel like if you have faith, have the tough conversations and face your fears, then this one may seem a little easier to you then, but pray for them. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <Yeah. laughs> well, it's an emotional, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, because if you if you are praying for somebody, you can't be resentful to that person. You can't hate that person because you're praying for them. And you think about like kind of, I think it, the situation as a whole, maybe, um, when it comes to some of these anxieties and stuff too. You know, you think about like Andy had mentioned, like you've unknowingly kind of hurt people because of your childhood and you kind of brought that along with you and didn't resolve some of those things. And like, again, sometimes those people that hurt you were just bringing along things that they never let go of. Right. Um, There's a combination of both sides. Yeah. So it's kind of being able to see both sides of it. And as much as you're healing yourself, Um, And working through some of those things, it's almost giving grace to those people, too, to say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I have any ill will against you. I, you know, I'm praying for you that you can work through the things that are hurting you to make you hurt others. Mm -hmm. And giving grace 
to people even if they don't ask for it. Yeah. You know, you're you're doing it. When I say for yourself, I don't mean that in a in a bad way, but you know, you're doing it for you to be able to have a right relationship with those that are around you. Yeah. And to have a right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that takes a really strong person, I think, to yeah. be able to pray and wish um wish well for those that have hurt you in the past. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times you may not even know what they're facing or how they got there mm-hmm. and and again coming from faith like they may just need that prayer and they may not accept it or people who know the s- stories of what has happened in your in someone's past like may not even agree with you praying for them but it's truly worth it and it is like emotional because to get over in my story to get over anxiety or to get over these tough things like it helped so much to say a prayer for them mm-hmm. even if it was hard mm-hmm. but i to me i feel like they were worth that prayer in their own way mm-hmm. absolutely and um which <laughs> comes like to me like the fourth part of like forgiveness is like and i know this won't work in every circumstance i know that but i also feel like if you really want to find peace and help conquer like how i was able to um i say recounsel or that can mean just uh again going back to just a simple prayer or um instead of just coming out negative with hatred at them a simple hi or um just a simple answer to their if they ask you or something like that and just acknowledge that they do exist or whatever you need to do to help recounsel that and i'm not saying for that person i'm saying for yourself mm-hmm. because um they may not be able to overcome whatever happened but if you recounsel with yourself it will help in so much like with your heart and your brain and just your soul and i know these sound hard or weird maybe or maybe you're getting angry hearing them but like i feel like if you just sit down and even i say sadly but even sadly if you eliminate faith to some just focus on having those tough conversations and facing your fears and then those steps i said about forgiveness or maybe you have some another step to add to forgive just if you focus on those i promise it will help and so much and help just have a better future i believe and have just a clear mind to have that better future mm-hmm. and just let go even if it sounds hard or how or why, but to release some of that pain to help you get over your anxiety. Or I, I didn't have depression, even though it sounds like I probably did, <laughs> but I, that never ate at me. And I assume some of that can help with depression too. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, I know 
a lot of maybe some of this won't help somebody, but if it can just help one of you guys out there, that is my prayer for tonight. You know, in the you have those points there, and you have face your fears. You have what for forgiveness. forgiveness. Have the tough conversations and, and the tough conversations. You have faith. Um. All those outside of faith can be done. Oh yeah. Um, but what happens is, it's done in your strength, and the endurance or the lasting effect of that is not long. Yeah. When you add that faith, you know, Andy has said he, you know, when he was he was saved three years ago, coming up on four years ago, and putting the Lord in your life. Uh, listen, you're not going to go wrong doing that. He, he is your strength. David said he's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our he's our shelter in the time of storm. He's all of these things. And um, when you're facing anxiety and wanting to implement these things, but you want it to have a lasting effect that's going to not just uh, roll with the tide but grow with you, and that you can also share with others, and the Lord's going to the Lord's going to give you that strength and that endurance, especially as a married couple, that uh, you realize how important the Lord was in your life to get you through this, um, to where you can, and you do have a story to tell, um, where others that deal with this. Uh, may may take a change, may have a a, a short lived flash in the pan type of a, a change, but then fall right back into what they used to be. Yeah. And and I don't want people to say they get discouraged and they think of the past event. I don't want you to get stuck there. Don't pitch a tent. It's okay to visit it because I visit it sometimes, but I use it as motivation now. I use it as in what I don't want to be anymore, and I hope that helps too. So, so though you don't have you don't have any more anxiety attacks in in that nature, you still have the elements or the feelings um, to a degree. Is that N- uh, no, not really. But I also feel like everyone has anxiety over something. Mm-hmm. I. Um, but you don't just, feel like the heart's palpitating anymore, or your cold sweats, or no. Saying Stephanie, get the keys. We're going. We're going to the hospital <laughs> again. Go to the ER in a while. That's good. <laughs> no, you know, no more medication. And you know, it, it has taken those steps. And like you said, these steps may not always uh, be the ones that somebody else is going to take. But these are the ones that you've taken. Yeah, and I know I brought up like how I was in a mental hospital, and I know. We kind of joked, calling it a grippy sock vacation. I don't want you to think we think it's a joke. It just right. helps us because I know it's a real thing. Right. And I know there's people that need real help. Um, but after that visit, I honestly, it. I mean, I work hard for a dollar bill, a little piece of green paper. And I just figured, I was like, this is real life, Andy. Like... <laughs> sit down you have all this alone time now and just sit there and think how can you make this better right and 
Because more some, valuable than that dollar bill is a family that you have at home. Right. Yes. That yeah, and need you to be there. Oh, yeah. And it's, again, I'm saying it's not going to be easy, but it's worth the hard work. Yeah. And, um, and have, can I just throw in really quickly, if you're done with your yeah. thought for just oh, yeah. a second, <laughs> that I know we talked a little bit about faith not is not a requirement maybe to work through some of these things. Um, you know, and I don't, everybody listening, I don't know your background. I don't know your religious preferences or your beliefs or anything like that. Um, but I know for our situation in particular, and maybe a lot of other people's situations where they say, I feel like I have forgiven so-and-so. I feel like I have put in the work. I feel like I have faced my fears and we've had hard conversations and all it ever comes to is more anger. And, you know, I, in our situation for sure. So if you don't have faith in your situation, maybe something to consider, um, that really the first step for us was faith (laughs) because we did hit rock bottom in our relationship. And I will tell you, we've had conversations again so we can talk openly about this at this point that we were both just kind of checked out like i don't know how we're supposed to get over this i don't know how we move on from here all of it seemed impossible um so really for us the first step was faith Mm -hmm. yes without faith we wouldn't have forgave or put in the hard work or had the tough conversations Mm -hmm. or faced our fears. Mm -hmm. We had to start with faith to say, I'm putting my faith in you that what has happened over the last 10 years is not how things are going to be from here on out. So let's start putting the work in. Let's start having the hard conversations. And same with me. There were things that I had done in our relationship to her Andy that he had to say, you know, from this point forward, I'm putting my faith in you that things are not going to be the way that they were. Um, so really, although you can maybe work through some of those anxieties without faith, if you feel like you've already done all of these things and you want to discredit this and say, well, it's not working. I mean, maybe you should consider faith as a a pretty major factor. And that also keeps you from throwing up your hands Oh yeah, Yeah. because it didn't work this time. You know, that's it. But faith says, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to keep on going. Maybe not work this time. It didn't work this week. We've been at it for a month. But by faith, I'm going to trust the Lord. And one of these days, one of these weeks, one of these months, there's going to be a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's work still every day. Oh, yeah. It, it is yeah. not like, oh, we we did all of these things that Andy has listed. And now every day of our lives is just butterflies and rainbows. We still work through these things. And it's enjoyable now. Yeah, it's actually a, but a it's lot productive. Of, it is. It's yeah. not. And I know you playing the victim, right? Oh yeah, and I I really want to into. I should have mentioned like forgiveness isn't just forgiving someone else; it's also forgiving. It helps to forgive for your own self. Be happy, like don't sit there and get down when someone doesn't accept your forgiveness, like. That forgiveness was for you um, because that'll help you move on too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
it just clears your mind so much, and that's what it's done to me. Well, we certainly appreciate um, Andy's testimony and all that has been shared with us. And uh, again, this is Andy's story. Every individual that deals with anxieties may differ quite a bit. And uh, how um, the fears that you face and the things that, that trigger your anxieties may be absolutely different. But facing those fears, um, coming face to face with reality, and uh, what, does, what does bring those fears to you can help you overcome and uh, have victory in that. And that's, uh, you know, that's what we want to challenge and uh, certainly encourage each one of our listeners to think about, even pray about. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't know the, uh, the Lord uh, as uh, one that knows that he can help you, I suggest that you do turn to him for that. Uh, go on our uh, podcast and uh, click that bell there and follow us. And then go and uh, rate us at five star. That'd be great as uh, we're trying to do our best as uh, we are just kick this uh, podcast off. And again, I'm not sure what episode this is, but I know we're on uh, number six or seven or so. Six. (laughs) Six. Episode six, part three of Living with Anxiety. Living with Anxieties. And uh, certainly we want to. Thank Andy and Stephanie yes, for a great job. sharing that uh, with us. And so with that, uh, we want to uh, thank you for joining us on uh, Life's a Story podcast, where everyone has a story worth worth to, worth telling. And so uh, with that, we all sign off. See you next time. Bye. See Andy, Stephanie, and I'm your host, Greg, along with my wife, Dina. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>